0: Hey, what's up, everybody? So for this week's Sportlight podcast, we thought we would read you the first chapter of our book. It tells you a little bit about what our program is about, but it also gives you a little bit of a flavor for what the Sportlight book is like. And so here's that first chapter. what's up everybody here's chapter one of our book we hope that you enjoy it and we hope that you'll get it and read the rest 10 cars pull up to the front of a high school and a young person hops out of each one says goodbye to their parents and makes their way into the school at the same time another car pulls into the parking lot and parks A group of athletes begin to unload laughing and joking with one another as they make their way into the school with their classmates. Do these athletes know? Are they aware of how hard life is for some of their classmates? Do they notice the other 10 kids that are walking into the school with them, or are they too worried about being noticed themselves? Are they aware that statistically speaking, two of those kids at some point had thought seriously about taking their own life. Are they aware that if statistics held true for those 10 kids, one of them has created a plan and tried to take their own life? Are they aware that there is at least one kid that never showed up to their school that day because they were afraid of being teased or bullied? Are they aware that there are kids at their school who are turning to drugs and alcohol to fit in or to dull the pain and sorrow they're experiencing? Are they aware that there are kids longing to be noticed? Are they aware that there is a kid that just moved into their school who's desperately hoping for friendship in their new town? Are they aware that as athletes, they are in a unique position to help? Are they aware that if they live their lives with their eyes up, and are willing to do the work that they could perform miracles, change and enhance the culture at their school, and bless and brighten and even save a life. That is what this book and the Especially for Athletes program attempts to help athletes realize and do. The truth is that junior high and high school can be rough. For some, it is a time of excitement, accomplishment, fun, full of games and dances and friends. For others, it could be the most difficult season of their lives, full of loneliness, rejection, dashed dreams, sorrow, and fear. The statistics regarding things such as bullying and teen suicide are alarming to say the least. Don't think that these statistics are about some other school across the way where people have problems. These statistics are about your school. Maybe this will help put those big numbers into perspective. Think of a typical school classroom of 30 students. Numbers suggest that five of them have seriously thought about taking their own life. Four of them have created a plan to do so. And two of them have attempted to do so. A mother who came to one of our presentations approached us afterward in tears and said, If this many kids are considering taking their own lives, how many are just sad or lonely or friendless? How many go home and cry just because they long to be accepted? We agree with her. The fact is that every school and community across this nation has young people that are sad and struggling within it. There are many factors that contribute to these statistics, and some of them might be beyond your ability to help. But some of them are not. We don't believe there's much good in worrying and thinking about all the things we can't do. Just because you can't help with everything doesn't mean that you can't help with some things. We should always ask ourselves, what can I do, and then do it. So what does this have to do with athletes? In our experience, most athletes aren't the stereotypical bullies that are portrayed on TV. Most of the athletes that we have worked with are kind, bright, and simply incredible. However, not being part of the problem isn't good enough. Athletes are particularly able to be part of the solution. Athletes seem to fall into one of three categories when it comes to addressing these situations. The first category is the category of bully. There are some that are part of the problem. By their words and deeds, they make those around them feel worse about themselves. They are mean, self-centered, and don't think about how their actions affect other people. They care more about getting attention, praise, and laughs than they do about the happiness and well-being of others. They are only kind when there seems to be a reward attached. The second group is bystanders. These are people that may not try to hurt another with their words or deeds, but they don't have the courage to do what needs to be done to help those who may be struggling. They are insecure themselves, so they watch bullying or see people who are sad or lonely and do nothing. And even though they feel bad as they witness the pain of others, fear keeps them on the sidelines. The third group we've labeled blessers. These are the wonderful individuals who notice when something is wrong and are willing to take the risk to do what needs to be done to lift and bless another individual. These individuals want to help bear the burden of those around them. These individuals bless and change lives. In our experience, there are very few athletes that are bullies. If you are a bully, you need to make a change. Nobody has the right to make another person feel worse about themselves, and it will never make you feel better about yourself by doing so. Many bullies act this way because of pain they feel as well. If you find yourself in this category, You will feel better about yourself by lifting others rather than using your strength to put them down. We will discuss this more later in the book. Though this book is written to everyone, we especially have written this book for bystanders. Bystanders don't stand by and watch bad things happen because they are cocky or because they don't care about others. The main problem is that most bystanders don't realize how powerful they are. English statesman Edmund Burke said it well, all that is necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing. You are good men and women with great influence, and you can't continue to do nothing about the problems you and your peers face. There are two phrases that are critical to our message, "Sportlight" and eyes up, do the work." let's look at what both of these phrases mean. First, the sport light. As an athlete, you are in a unique position to impact others because of something that we like to call the sport light. The sport light refers to the time in your life when you're in the spotlight as an athlete. It might bug some people, and some people may think it is undeserved, But the fact is that athletes have a lot of power to influence the culture of their schools and communities. Think about the tweets that professional athletes send out and the reaction that people have to them. If we, especially for athletes, were to tweet something and a famous athlete were to tweet the same exact thing, it's obvious which tweet would have the most impact. It wouldn't be because the athlete's tweet was better, The difference would be that the athlete's sport light is brighter. The second phrase is eyes up, do the work, and it is integral to our program and our message. Eyes up means to keep your eyes up and look for people who might be lonely, scared, or down. When you see others who need your help, it is important also to do the work, to do something when you see a need. Those who join our program receive a wristband that has eyes up, do the work on it. It serves as a reminder to those who join the program that they will live their lives with their eyes up, looking for people who are in need, and then do the work to help them. As Spider-Man's uncle once told him, with great power comes great responsibility. Our mission is to inspire you to stop being a bystander and to start blessing the lives of those who need you. The E4A program is built around four core principles. The first three principles are preparatory principles. They are, first, win the hour, second, compete without contempt, and third, resiliency. These preparatory principles prepare you for something greater than winning games, awards, or scholarships. Though if you will live the preparatory principles, they can help you do those things too. Living these preparatory principles will enable you to change the culture of your school and community and put you in a position to change the lives of those who may be struggling around you. You can do these things as you live the fourth and final principle. We like to call this principle the power principle because, as it is implemented, it has the power to change lives. The last principle is seek to bless, not to impress. We know that these principles have the power to change lives, your own and the lives of those around you. We've seen it. We've taught these principles to thousands of athletes from elementary school children to professional athletes. It's our hope that you will be inspired to be a blesser. Your school needs you, your family needs you, and your community needs you. Are you up for the challenge? Keep reading and see if you have what it takes to band together with thousands of athletes around the country that have taken the E 4 A challenge. So that's the first chapter of our book. I hope you enjoyed it. You can go to e4a.org and click on our products and get the book there. It's called The Sportlight, and it's filled with great messages for young athletes and for those who coach and parent young athletes. So we hope you'll pick it up, and we hope you enjoyed that portion of our book on The Sportlight podcast today. Eyes up, do the work. This has been The Sportlight podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sport Light, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforathletes.org.